Welcome to the Cineposium Podcast. I'm Martin Ibarra Ramos, and my co-host Alex Abicella might be joining us a little late today, so I'll let you guys know when, if and when they are able to come back on the show. In case you missed our last episode, curated by Li Wen Wong, we discussed two films available on Netflix, The Half of It and Tiger Tail. And we had a great conversation about the culture and representation in both films. So highly recommend that you guys check out those films as well as our episode um, because there's some really great stuff going on. Um, And now I'll let you guys know how the show works. So every week we'll invite members or collaborators of Cineposium to curate a film for remote viewing and have a conversation about said film. New episodes will be published every Thursday with various members from Cineposium to discuss the films with our weekly curators. This week's weekly curator is Ben Lee, and we also have Lee Wen Wong back on the show to join in on the conversation. So, Ben, I'll uh, invite you to uh, take it away and introduce your film for this episode. Thank you, Martin and Lee Wen. So, um, a little background. Um, Dell started as a feature film by uh, Ilya Kurzhanovsky to record the life of the Soviet physicist Lev Landau. And then in 2009, he started to um, expand this film into a bigger project. So he found this spa- spot in uh, Kharkiv, Ukraine, uh, which is a derelict swimming pool, and transformed it into what he calls the uh, Institute for Research in Physics and Technology. He then um, put many people from different backgrounds and disciplines in real life, for example, um, scientists, artists, waitress, um, secret police people, um, and so on, so to, to like basically live there. So for three years they live, they work, um, they fall in love, they give birth in, in the institute throughout which Krasinowski occasionally does the filming. So it has been an extremely controversial project, especially um, in a human rights perspective. Um, because of this, I you know I keep thinking to uh, I keep thinking about like what the significance of this seven hundred hours of footage at this moment in our world. Of course, the argument still stands that you know it is nothing besides Kurzhanovsky's ambition and nostalgia, and people are arguing arguing against each other uh, to see if this project is raising the bar for cinema- cinematic arts or is just, you know, breaking the bottom line of human ethics. So I want to share my thoughts on it for a moment. So to me, um, cinema's function in Tao is quite interesting. And by cinema, I do not only mean the medium, but also the uh, entire production process, including acting, staging, directing, um, cinematography, and everything else. So cinema is a starting point of this project. Uh, obviously, and you know, Kurzhanovsky um, made sure that everybody in the cast, uh, uh, like, is notified and clarified that what they are participating in is completely made up. It's completely uh, fictional, and they are not uh, bound to any like you know kind of concentration camp. Um, but as time goes by. I, I, I can see that cinema is becoming more and more invisible in in this project. So I would like to say, I don't know if, uh, if Kurzhanovsky is doing this on purpose, but my observation is that um, this project seems to reenact 
um, you know, my understanding of Althusser's interpolation process, and with cinema functioning as what he calls the ideological state apparatus. So in Nikita Tanya's case, which is uh, uh, the film of our program, so this film is is really to me is a really moving uh, and compelling film. You know, the emotions are looking so spontaneous and authentic, and they provoke my true feelings. So how can? But but you know, they are not like actors and actresses. Um, they are like uh, real life physicists and his wife. So. So I think a way Kurzanovsky achieves this type of authentic acting is through this um, interpolation process, um, and to make all these people from different backgrounds uh, method actors. I don't know if method actor is the right like term to categorize this school of acting, but I do remember there's this school of acting which believes that, um, for for example, if I were to uh, portray a person that is totally different from me, I'm not going to like merely imitate that person, nor am I going to just you know come up with a set of imaginations about that character and just delve myself into that imaginary world, both on set and off set. Um, you know, uh, instead I am going to just be myself all the time. And 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 you know, uh, invoke my own feelings, and affections, and love. Um, the only thing is that my circumstances, my outside environments, my backgrounds are ch- ha- has have changed to that characters. So then I realized that you know the reason why Nikita and Tanya, as as a physicist and his wife, can be such compelling performers. They have lived there for three years, and it's basically their three-year rehearsal. So Kurzanovsky basically is using these three years to change the circumstance and environment of these of these people living in the institute. And by the time of filming, they have already internalized this alternate version of themselves in the Soviet Union between 1938 and 1968. So as I understand, uh, as I understand, Althusser's interpolation process involves the consensual mutual uh, recognition of one's identity between her and the ideology which dictates her identity. So when you hail Nikita Nekrasov in Dao's world, he's going to answer you because he is Nikita only in another dimension. So in the, for example, in the cast page of Nikita Tanya, if you click on Nikita Nekrasov. You will see that his bio is not according to his real life, but it, but it's totally made up to fit the Tao universe, and 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 you know you are made to believe that oh Nikita Nekrasov is a real person from the Soviet era, and and but you know if you if you go out of that web- website and go to Wikipedia, you will see that Nikita Nekrasov is a real person who's only four forty years old and who's like teaching in Princeton, so so to me this kind of you know this kind of very you know overplaying of this fictionalization is is kind of a transcendent version of fictional films in general uh right where, like where we are led to believe that you know tom hanks is somewhere someone else but you know in other films it's only on screen uh while in uh in dao you have no idea the boundaries and limits of its fictionalization 
So therefore, um, in conclusion, of course, I will take forever to understand this project. And, you know, I have so many other, you know, installments in this series uh, to yet to watch. But um, but I just want to say that this project, uh, the impression of this project to me uh, is in part like a self-reflexive presentation of cinema um, along with filmmaking and acting process as essentially ideological interpolation. Wow, thank you, Ben. Um, I have to say a couple things right off the bat. First, I'm, I'm, I'm almost uh, a little depressed that I didn't get to hear this before my actual screening of this film because um, it, it really, uh, it's really helping me um, understand a lot of what's going on. Um, I'll say I'd never heard of this of the Dow Project before your um, sort of pitch for this for the film for this week's episode. And so uh, the only thing that I knew about the film going in was its short synopsis I found um, online. And I hadn't considered it as this sort of blending of, of you know, forms of fiction and nonfiction and, and expanding um, what that can, that sort of blending can look like um, in combination with a process of interpolation. Um, that's truly um, in itself just a fascinating concept. And so, I, I mean, I'll say I enjoyed the film just as my reaction. I, I enjoyed the film in some ways and in some ways it might have, I, I think I, I was working my mind around things and it, it is, I'll say, a slow film, although that's not necessarily the biggest problem for me because as you guys know, my research um, involves um, documentary and cinema verite, and, and so a lot of that involves, you know, um, this sort of observational style in which um, these long takes are, are spent and, you know, it's there's a lot of internal sort of examination and um, we, we, we experienced with characters on screen small moments and there was a lot of that in this film and so I, I, I got that much but I, I have to say this, this added element to it is really fascinating me to the degree of I wouldn't necessarily say I was when I finished the film but now I am at the point where I would say I'm interested to see more of the films from this project because um, this, is, this is really a truly yeah just a, a fascinating um, sort of concept and idea to approach cinema with Lee Wen, your, your thoughts on the film? Oh, right. Like, right when I finished watching the film, I thought, oh, perhaps this is, like, a fictional film because I know this is, like, a project the director is trying to build a Soviet Union world, but I didn't know how he how he navigated or how he wrote these films. But then when I saw, like, the crew list, their names are actually the names they are in the film, I then started to do a lot of researching and yeah also echoing what you said it's quite a fascinating idea but I'm not sure it's in a good way or a bad way but this endeavor to build a Soviet Union world and I suppose actually came through is certainly eye-opening and I, I think I saw from the website that there's a bunch of films being done in this doll project and I'm not sure about the other film, but this is quite poignant and poetic. And it's actually not what I was expecting from this project because my, perhaps my initial expectation for a Soviet Union film would be, especially when he's recreating a place, I thought perhaps it would more be about the downside of the Soviet Union, but then it's not. It's focusing on the internal emotions and 
yeah, it's like a, and also it's it's very interesting to see how like Nikita is being scientific and he's trying to lure his wife and do his, do his polygamy ploy and yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm I think uh, what Ben was talking about the acting part. It was also the first thing that jumped into my mind because uh, what's his name? I think it's it's a Russian. It's a Russian performer that, I think it's also a Russian performer that came up with the idea of what he was talking about. I'm not sure what the name of it is, but I think it's... Stanislavski? Yes, it's, I think it's derived from a Stanislavski method, which is like one of the three biggest performing system in the world. I think the other two being Brecht and... Mei Lan Fang in China, yeah. And so I think the, because I took a class in that and the class was talking about that Stanislavski's method was very much emphasizing on the actor not alienating itself from its character, but trying to be unified with the character. So like in Brecht theater, you would see that he would constantly want to like break the wall and then have kind of like a meta theater and talking with the audience. But in Stanislavski's method, he would rather them to invoke their inherent emotions and to kind of be one, like aligned with the character. And so, and it's interesting because this and the Dow project both has Russian root, but I don't know much about Russian art, so I can't say much, but yeah, so that's, Certainly something I'll look into. Yes, the acting aspect. Yeah, absolutely. The and and that's something that um, is is one of the areas. I mean, this felt a lot like the the films that I researched. Um, and so I think that that's what had me um, sort of interested throughout. There was there's these elements of of that which I wasn't aware of, but now I feel even stronger about the fact that there are these. Um, these sort of non-actors involved. Additionally, you know, the the use of handheld cameras are seemingly, for the most part, handheld. Um, and and what felt at first like discrete editing, although eventually things cut start to feel a little more abrupt. But uh, for there's a lot of these longer takes where it, it feels they're really trying to hide cuts, and so it truly feels like this this observational um, approach to looking at humanity and looking at simple themes like what parenting can do to you know to to a husband and wife um what what exhaustion can do in in a way and obviously it it gets much further than that but i found it interesting that in 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 this what felt like a sort of grander um setting and and concept to me became much more about humanity. And, and I, I was really fascinated by that. And I, I think I, I appreciate that very much so in retrospect as well. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot to me that in this in this sort of approach to cinema that I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah. And, and your input is useful because, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm generally not very like acute uh, when watching a film, you know, on, you know, uh, cinematography and, you know, editing and stuff. But, you know, those are very, wor- very, like, valuable thing to pay attention to. And, and you know, I, I believe you are, you know, what, what you mentioned about, you know, they are trying to hide, you know, edits and stuff. 
um, I, I think that's that's a really br uh, brilliant observation, um, and that can add to the idea that you know they are trying to make cinema make like you know the filming process basically disappear um, while they are they are obviously like surveilling their everyday life, and and there's um, I remember you know um, the 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 director of photography of this film. Is 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 you know um, is intentionally trying to hide the camera is not and he's he's uh, like using many like techniques to try to not um, break the lighting of the room and and the structure of the of the the, the building um, just to 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 you know uh, to serve the filming uh, instead he's trying to like make the filming process as 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 smooth as possible and i believe like why does he want to do that um um is is a very interesting question like why does the all of them want to like make the filming process disappear if the if you know fil if the if this project is in essence a film project why does they want to make film like disappear um, I think that's something that that's worth considering. Absolutely, I, I took note of the uh, the natural, the use of natural lighting um, as well, and loved some of those those walking scenes in which they're, you know, coming in and out of light, and um, we we see their shape but not really their faces, and there was um, even even in that some of the sort of camera movements within those moments I thought were also really really nicely done, um, and and to your to what you're bringing up, I think, so for me, something I pay attention to in, in Cinema Verite is, you know, I, I think it's interesting that those films have a sense of, um, they can be experiential, and that does something for the audience, um, at least for me, and, and I think usually, to a certain degree, is intended, at least by some filmmakers, to, to bring the audience, you know, in, in closer to the, the character's perspective, perhaps in their shoes. Um, and to empathize with them. And so I, I think certainly there was that, in, um, I think, intent here in my interpretation because um, I certainly had strong feelings throughout the film. I, I have to say, I, it, it's, 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 a frustra it's a frustrating situation, um, what was going on between these characters. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's also a difference um in in culture which is interesting to consider because um you know and perhaps age as well but i i'm sitting here thinking oh what would i do in this situation you know if someone really wants to have their you know girlfriend or you know or, or other boyfriend living next door i'm gonna be pretty upset about that i'm <laughs> at that point i'm gonna say you're out the door you know but uh, it's interesting to you know i guess have a stronger attachment um in that way and uh consider how I might do things differently. I, I certainly think that was, that has to be an intention from the filmmakers in my, in my opinion. Right. And, and that's, yeah. Um, I'm glad to, to hear that you also have a lot of feelings when watching this film. And, and I think it has to do with the authenticity of their, you know, their performance. Um, um, I think I've heard somewhere or read somewhere that, you know, Krasinovsky rarely uses 
uh, scripts and and to, to like or or like like five percent of direction and the other ninety five percent is for them to you know just basically do impromptu and 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 the the the, the interesting thing is that the director of photo- photography is is actually German I believe and he had no idea what they are t- saying because they are speaking in Russian and and. And so, 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 and, and, you know, Kurzanovsky doesn't give him scripts or direction, uh, as well. So he, so he's basically, basically observing the moment and just to catch them without understanding a word of those, you know, of those characters. And, and, you know, those characters are basically, you know, most of the time they are, most of the time they are, you know, improvising. And I remember there's, um, uh, because you know uh, the the uh, two of the fourteen films are screened in the Berlin f- uh, film uh, festival, and one of them is Natasha, and the 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 main character of Natasha, uh, whose name is Natasha, uh, did a lot of like improvising, and there's a very like intense scene where she's drunk and she's sitting on the ground and questioning her life, like what what am I doing, and, and you know. Uh, what's all this purpose and 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 you know she's she's basically uh, you know uh, burst into like a frenzy of you know self uh, abasement and self questioning and 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 that scene is basically all her like like there's no directing involved and she's she's drunk she's like she's she's truly drunk and and she's just saying all that and and it's it you know it's hard to not to think that maybe this is this is her state of mind she is she feel she she does feel a little like confused when she is involved when she has involved in this project for three years and you know um and uh, also similarly in this film I, I you know i recorded a quote from uh, uh from nikita uh, at the beginning of the f- film, when he says, when he's walking with his wife uh, at night, and he 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 told his wife, you know, I tried to shove myself into a little box, into some limits, into some kind of bu- uh, bunker where I just keep turning the same handle round and round. I just do everything that needs to be done. Instead of taking off, I try to find axes with which with which I hack off a couple a couple more of my feathers. And then I suffer and wonder why I'm in such pain. I think this, you know, I think it's beyond, you know, his family matters. Um, you know, sometimes he's really speaking from his heart and about uh, about what uh, is, is something we might not, we might never understand. But, you know, this kind of true and authentic and original expression of, you know, emotion and feeling and thoughts is is I, I think is what makes this film really compelling even though you know none of these these act none of these quote unquote actors and actresses are actually you know professional performers yeah i was also because now that you're talking about this i'm now even more like i'm wondering how the director is doing his direction and perhaps how acting in this project plays out or that perhaps one of his goals would be to be completely rid of the idea of acting or professional acting. But I don't know, because I'm not sure would that resonate greatly with like Martin and Cinema Verite that they would want to be 
they would want to be rid of the idea of acting or or not this is this element is is really interesting to me too because it's it's just pointing out a degree of spontaneity that i didn't i was not aware of in watching the film and i think that in in cinema verite that's the films i watch and study are all documentaries and so they're of course non-actors um but I, I i feel that in general the the lack of direction and, and interference from a, from the filmmaker in general uh, on camera is to observe and and record revelations right to understand and so that's that's truly fascinating when i consider how that might play out with this film because some of those long moments before i'm thinking okay why why are we just sitting here but now it's it's making me think so much more and almost to the degree of do i need to watch this again because there there must be so much more going on than i was able to pick up on although i i certainly understood that that feeling and just a sense of, of empathy was kind of the point and i agree with you what you said before lee one that it's it feels quite poetic um and and there's a sort of rhythm to it that I found that I did find quite nice. But yeah, this 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 is really interesting because um, I don't know that I've ever seen a film like this. So um, uh, I'm just curious. Uh, do you personally like this film like, compared to other films you've watched? Oh yeah, I I do. Um, I'll say I I feel stronger about it now though. Um, I I I I think there was it, it wasn't that I didn't like the film after just watching it I think um and and I watched it with my wife we both had a feeling of like frustration with with the characters but th- we both agreed like we like the film though and um in terms of execution it's I think it's actually really really well done um and even though you know there's these qualities of you know handheld camera and moving cameras and in that way a sense of anxiety um that's kind of burned into the film it's I mean, it, it. It. I think aesthetically, it's it's very strong, and I think it certainly, you know, is able to conjure the the kind of themes and um, emotions that are intended to be felt in the audience. So, I, I certainly think it's a successful film, and I and I liked it before. And now I like it even more. I would say. Yeah, I I'm planning to watch the other. There's there's another. Uh, uh, installments in the series called uh, Degeneration, I believe, and and it's like six hours. I, I, oh, I'm, yeah, I, I have been like spending days and days to find you know courage to <laughs> to find <laughs> or and time to watch this this, but but uh, it seems to be uh, like a very uh, provoking uh, film when it was screened in Berlin. A film festival along with Natasha, so yeah, I'll watch the generation first because I can't find Natasha in the website. Um, it seems to be because you know Nikita Tanya is a, just a small, small like corner of all these films, you know, and the character Nikita can be seen. I think he can be seen in the Degeneration and other films as well. And and I think you know the generation will will I don't know will will talk bigger topics I don't know, but you know only Nikita Tanya has already, you know, you know provoked my my like emotions and stuff. It's, it's, it's I'd say it's it's a really it's a really interesting and and I don't know, 
it's really because I'm I'm thinking about like how to like should I like read this film at all? Like like am I over reading this film and and you know saying yo Althusser and <laughs> I feel like it's it's a little maybe it's a little too much, but you know I was like trying to find something to say about this film, but maybe it's just like you said, uh, you know like you put brilliantly like. It's basically maybe it's just exp uh, experiential, like just experience the film, you know, uh, experience this time period, um, and and they're like like almost real life inside of this like Soviet, you know, the architecture are all like Soviet style, which is just just awesome. I just lo I love those architecture, and you know, it's just brutalist and stuff. You know, I grew up with those kind of architectures, actually. You know, uh, but not that, not that brutalist, but you know, all Soviet style are you know uh, buildings. Um, so you know, it's it's kind of an interesting um, project for me personally. And, yeah, and and I would uh, say that 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 the. Um location in the film i think does is attached to the characters in a way that's that's really interesting um when you consider i mean especially when you consider all the films that are apparently taking place in this area if that's correct um the sense of attachment to to that to those buildings to um this sense of i don't know if i want to say isolation but um yeah, there certainly feels like there's something there below the surface that I, I think is really interesting. Um, so absolutely um, appreciated the the architecture and its place within the frames, uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but, you, you know, still, I don't know why, like, why Soviet? Uh, I find, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a film that's, that's like, that's recreating a Soviet era. But, you know, um, Kurzanovsky seems to have this, like, weird attachment to that time period. And, and I, I just f found that fascinating because I do, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily, like, attached to, but, you know, I do, like, like Soviet style, you know. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, Kurzanovsky seemed to be a little crazy about it. <laughs> yeah. Have you have so how many of the other films within the Dow project have you uh, seen to this point? So uh, I've seen this one and another one called Brave People. It's about like how like uh, how you know after Stalin's death, uh, the, the the scientists in the institute has to carry on their have to carry on their research, but at the same time, you know. Um, the the i'd say the soviet security like department is a little frustrated and they they are you know they are giving pressure to these scientists so they're living in like increased pressure and you, you know every night you, they they're like trying to hear the footsteps uh you know uh in uh, on the staircase and and try to see who that person is and and you know every time they're living every day they're living in fear and yeah, and, and that has some like kind of foreshadowing of degeneration because I haven't seen the de degeneration, but I've heard that it's about how it's about basically the end of the institute in 1968, the, the fictional end of, of this uh, entire world now in, uh, in which, 
uh, everybody is try is basically you know their their experiment is secret and they are trying to create, I believe like superhuman or whatever, and then and and the superhuman started to have like more and more power and they started to like um, tout um, what is it called like Darwinism or, or or something and and then they started to like do this purging. And then, and then while other scientists are starting to, you know, get more and more stressed out and start to collapse and they, they start to, like, indulge into, like, um, I'd say, uh, you know, you know, uh, sex and, and alcohol and stuff. And, and yeah, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I only watched these two films. Uh, one is Brave People, one is Nikita Tanya. And I think Nikita Tanya... And, and another film, String Theory, is, is like they are connected. They are all about uh, Nikita and his family. Um, I, ha- I, have, I haven't seen like, String Theory yet. So I, I only watched two of the 14 films. Yeah. Got it. Okay, interesting. Um, and it's interesting that you say there are films that are multiple films that are sort of about um, Nikita. Because I, I, I think he's an interesting character. And um, I have thoughts about him, but uh, I'm wondering if, if you guys is if, if before we wrap up any quick thoughts on on Nikita and Tanya and what's going on between them. If you have any feelings about it or any um, predictions as to what will happen to them, just curious if you guys' thoughts on them. Oh, I, I, oh yeah, you can go first. Yeah. No, 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 because I was also just looking at the website and I was just reading about like the string theory and i think the string theory will be about like how nikita is attempting to disclose his like his uh ploy of polygamy with the three women of his life so yeah that would be quite interesting to watch also but i don't know would would this film be like a placement before nikita and tanya or would nikita and tanya be an extension of the string theory but yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Nikita in this film is you know one thing that's that's uh, that's similar. One thing that Nikita does that's similar to what Krzyzanowski does in general in this project is that you know Nikita is trying to test the limit. It's, he's tr- he's experimenting. You you never see uh, his other girls in this film. He's he's basically saying saying everything to his wife in theory, and 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 but but he really does the does the cheating, uh, and 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 he is but but he is doing but he is you know covering his cheating in a theoretical manner and scientific manner and he is you know he's basically leading, not leading but he's like experimenting with his wife I I, I guess he's he's treating all these as a like science experiment and he's testing the limits just like you know how Kurzanovsky is testing the limit of um, filmmaking I guess <laughs> yeah exactly wow. okay. yeah. sorry I just love the way you put that Ben but please go ahead Levan no yeah exactly I was very interested in how he was talking about limits and bottom lines and he's trying to open a discussion with his wife between this and also blending with perhaps his own idea of limit and bottom line and how you would want to challenge it or you would not want to challenge it yeah boy you guys are giving me a lot to think about um <laughs> and and uh really helping me um 
sort of grasp with this film because it's I do think it's challenging, but um, I always appreciate a film that can that can do that and that can ask a lot of me during the watch and after the watch. So um, really, um, really great stuff here with this conversation, guys. Um, I think we do have to wrap up with that. So um, I'd like to say thank you to both of you for joining. Uh, Lee Wen, thank you for coming back. And Ben, thank you for programming this film. I hope to have you guys back on the show soon. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and we hope you all enjoyed the conversation. And whether you're a returning listener or if this is your first time with us, we appreciate you tuning into the show. Please subscribe to the show on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please spread the word. You can follow us on Instagram at Cineposium and on Twitter at Cposium to keep up with our updates and to keep in communication with us. If you're interested in subscribing to our weekly e-newsletter, email us at cineposium.ucla@gmail.com. Thank you all again for listening. Until next week, take care, everyone.